Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Follow makes it. Two-point lead. Three seconds left. No timeouts. Neal inbounds. Desmond Cambridge. Oh! He got it! He won it! Arizona State has done it! Quinterly now down the lane. Quinterly now back out. Miller catch and shoot three. In the lead. Came up. Cleveland for the win! It's good! Matthew Cleveland stuns Miami! What a weekend it was in college basketball. We are talking to C.L. Brown right now. We'll get into conversation with Sam McEwen right around 8 o'clock at 8.30. We will get back into maybe a little bit of baseball over the weekend, and then we'll get back to Nebraska football and recruiting toward the back end of the show. But uh, as we welcome in C.L. Brown now to the show, he's the UNC beat writer for the News and Observer. C.L., good morning. Hey, good morning, man. Welcome back. You are in the middle of travel, huh? I can I can hear the airport. Yeah, I'm uh, going through Atlanta, so uh, I'm gonna get to a quiet place in one second. Hey, how about this, CL? What better typifies the ACC than what happened this past weekend with? Carolina over Virginia. Florida State goes to Coral Gables and gets Miami. I, like, is there anything more ACC than the topsy turviness of of what happened this weekend? You just never know. Uh, yeah, it, and what's funny is I, I've heard a lot of spin from the coaches to talk about the competitiveness of the conference, but that still doesn't make it good. You know, <laughs> like there's there's a lot of uh, pretty average basketball teams in the league this year it's, it's another down league um as far as the talent as well which it just kind of lends to, to games like we had this weekend where where you know you never know what's going to happen not too long ago two blue bloods kentucky and unc were both at serious risk for missing the ncaa tournament kentucky has lately sweetened their path by compiling wins but unc only has Virginia to talk about. How much work do the Tar Heels need to do, in your opinion, to find a way into the 68? Well, I think first they can't lose tonight. Um, you know, Florida State would be a horrible loss on their resume, and right now they don't have any bad losses. Um, all of their losses are in the top two quads in the uh, in the net rankings. Um, and then I think they got to get Duke at home, you know, um, just to feel with a little bit more comfortable going into the ACC tournament. Um, but I imagine they would probably end up having some work to do once the uh, ACC tournament comes around, too. Like, they, they, they definitely couldn't afford a first-round loss, and they're going to be playing on Wednesday because they're you know, not going to finish high enough to earn a double buy in the tournament. So I would say if they get to the semifinals of the ACC tournament, they're in for sure. But um, they, they, at the very least, they cannot afford any bad losses, you know, uh, en route to Selection Sunday. See, how do you explain Miami? I, I like Wong and company. They can score. They do a Carolina. I, remember, I'm the unabashed diehard Tar Heels fan here. I <laughs> yeah. watch the ACC up and down. How do you explain their inconsistency? Because when they're going – 
they remind me a little bit of a team like Illinois, who everybody seems to love in the Big Ten, when they say, well, if they're hitting on all cylinders, then, and then they fill in the blank. I kind of feel like Miami is like that. Yeah, I, I think Miami's been a little bit more consistent than that. Um, I would I would point to the reason why they lost, you know, this Florida State game was because, you know, they won the first meeting in Tallahassee by 23 20. points or yeah. something. And, yeah, and so then they're up 25 in this game, and they thought they could just put it on cruise control, especially given, you know, what kind of year it's been for Florida State this year. And, um, and it just, you know, they Florida State just snuck up on them. But I – I really like Miami, uh, like you say, too. And I, I think for my money right now, I think they're the best team in the ACC. I know Pitt is in first place right now and everything, but uh, I, I still would give that nod to Miami, especially when the NCAA tournament comes around. I think they could be another, you know, have another Elite Eight run in them. Speak to Pitt. Do you think they're a product of good luck and maybe a little bit of easy schedule while other big juggernauts are kind of on the tailwind? Um, or do you think they're actually as good as they are being the top spot right now in the ACC? Well, I think they're, they're tough. I mean, they, they have yeah. a bunch of experienced guys, a bunch of older guys, 24, 25 even in some cases. And um, they finally, it took them a while. They took some bad losses early too. But once they kind of got into the flow of, of Jeff Capel's system there, um, they, they're a team that I, I wouldn't want to play against either. Um, uh, I think they got away, you know, they only got Virginia at home. They only had Duke once, and that was in Cameron. Uh, but they had Carolina twice. Um, so it, it, it hadn't been just, you know, a total skate schedule. But that's what I hate about these unbalanced schedules in these conferences because you never real – really can tell um, if it's just somebody coming up off of a, a bad schedule or if they're really good. But I, I think Pitt is legit. As a matter of fact, I ranked them for the first time this week, um, this morning. Uh, I'll see, you know, when the actual poll comes out later this afternoon, we'll see if they made the actual poll. But I, I have them in there for the first time. CL, I was just having this conversation after one of the high school basketball games with a Dukey fan. And you know, he coaches, he loves the sport, he loves Duke. And I said, I have to admit, man, even as a Carolina guy, that's one team that is trending in the right direction, in my opinion. I think they've won three or four in a row. They're healthy. It seems like they have their rotation under control, man. What do you think Duke's ceiling is, even though they've been so bad in quad one games? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think they are, you know, th now the four games they won, they're, they've been against teams they should be. Correct. So I, I don't put a whole lot in that. But I do believe that they are starting to all come together. They are finally healthy. Uh, Dariq Whitehead um, is, is shooting, you know, he's shooting at a high clip from three now. And that's kind of what they didn't have earlier in the season, a consistent, Agreed. you know, a consistent outside shooter. And, I like Jeremy Roach, what he's doing. He brings that stability. Obviously, March is all about guard play. And, you know, to have an experienced point guard like him, um, you know, they, they could do big things. I still want to see what happens in the regular season finale when, when they have to come to Chapel Hill. Uh, they won the first meeting, obviously, with Carolina, but that game was tied, you know, with 357 left. Um, 
and and you know Carolina just didn't make any plays in that or didn't make any shots for that matter in uh, to close out the game. But I I want to see what happens that game for me to be a, a true believer in what Duke is doing. But but right now they are definitely trending in the right direction. C.L. Brown, UNC beat writer for the News and Observer, on the phone with us now at C.L. Brown Hoops on Twitter. C.L., Saturday felt like a day where you could tweet out, this is February instead of this is March. A lot of upsets, a lot of buzzer beaters. Uh, what did you take away most from this past weekend? Was it the Fran McCaffrey stare down? Was it the extracurriculars after <laughs> Xavier and Seton Hall? Fran it, is wild and is, out. Is, <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't understand, C.L. Like, why does he get a pass? You're right. He shouldn't. At this point, you know, in 2023, his, his tirades and, and outbursts, you know, I, I, I just don't think there's, there's a place for that anymore. Because, um, we're, I mean, it's basketball, man. We're, we're having fun. People make a living off of this game. And I, I just think he needs to, uh, the school needs to, to tighten its rein or something. I don't know. But, uh, my take out of the weekend, I think, was I think Purdue, which has been number one longer than any other team this season, um, I think they peaked too early, and Agreed. they've lost. I think it's four out of four out of their last six. I think it is, including getting swept by Indiana. Um, I don't think they're going to have a long run come some tournament time, uh, and especially because they have a young backcourt. So I, I, I think there's a red flag there with Purdue. Um, and uh, trying to think of the other big game from this weekend. I like what Baylor is doing. Arizona State, you know, maybe. I, I know they – yeah, yeah. Arizona State probably played their way into the tournament with that, that last second win at, at Arizona. Um, and Arizona has had some troubling losses too. Mine kind of, you know, mind-boggling loss to Washington State at home. You know, that loss to Arizona State was at home. Um, but – uh yeah, I, I think um, I think Baylor is, is one of the teams I'm probably going to put a lot of chips on come, come tournament time. I think they're also headed in the right direction. See, I'm going to get you out of here on this. And I joked a couple weeks ago, you know, because I've been on kind of the Northwestern hype train in basketball. And I said, but I'm a Carolina fan. And I said, is there any coincidence Pete Nance leaves, Northwestern wins, <laughs> Pete Nance gets to Chapel Hill, the shot selection still drives me crazy and i know caleb love is the popular whipping boy he drives me crazy too but how critical is it for a guy like nance when he's making shots and engaged it just seems like that team plays different it changes the whole complexion because right now they haven't had a consistent outside shooter uh, we saw what he did you know saturday against virginia it opens up everything inside either for armando to get post touches or for the guards to drive and and you can't uh, you can't sag inside like that game against Miami in the first half Carolina was getting to the rim but they they weren't making any outside shots so when Miami switched up their defense and basically dared them to shoot outside and Carolina couldn't hit anything you know they they walk out of Chapel Hill with an easy win so if Nats can stay engaged like that offensively I, I think Carolina you know, they have some upside still. We know they have talent and experience, so it might not be an easy out come, come NCAA time. Mm. C.L. Brown, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much, and safe travels. All right, appreciate you. Always Th a pleasure. Thanks, C.L.
good conversation about college hoops. Maybe some help for you when you're filling out your brackets here in a couple of weeks. We're talking Sam McEwen next.